reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. All right, welcome to another player profiles and predictions for the episode of Talking Giants. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm Bobby Skinner coming to you with Danny King doing a player profile and preview for two players each day that we're not doing regular episodes. Today we got Mike Remmers and Dexter Lawrence. So we got an old head on the team who's not that old. He's 30, but he's got a big, nasty beard. And then we got Dexter Lawrence. Our first-round pick was the the highest compensation from the Odell trade. So a lot to get into. But let's start with Mike Rimmers. I know that Dexter Lawrence was probably the sexier thing to get to. But let's start up front with the big boys. And we'll get the sexy Dexy lately. I can't believe I just called Mike Rimmers a big boy over Dexter Lawrence, who is much bigger than him. Um, anyways, we signed Mike Rimmers as a free agent well after. Uh, coming off an injury, coming off a surgery, coming over, off of a season where he played right guard for the Vikings, which was his first time playing guard for the most part in his NFL. Um, his other, you know, in the NFL, he's been uh, a tackle, left tackle, right tackle. He's moved around. He's been good at times. He's gotten a big contract, but he struggled last season. Uh, but Danny, I will say though, I went and watched. Uh, he got better as the season went along. Like I went and watched the Bears Week 17. He did really well against Akeem Hicks. So and he was switching positions, although guard is easier to play than tackle. Um, so it was kind of weird that like he would struggle with that. But nonetheless, like I think a lot of people overblew it because he was bad in the beginning of the season. But he, did, like I said, he did get better as the season went along last year. No, yeah, it, it reached a point when Mike Grammers. It was like, all right, when is he going to sign with the Giants? Because like no one, no, he's coming to the Giants. Even like the, his agents, uh, neighbors were like, all right, when's Mike Grammers coming to the Giants? It was more just a waiting game. And then when he finally got healthy enough to sign with the Giants, they they got him right on there. It was because it was funny. Like I think it was like a few days beforehand, uh, Hal Hunter talked to me. It's like Chad Wheeler's improved so much, and he he's going to be a great starter, right tackle for us this year. Obviously, he knew that Mike Grammers going to be coming. He just wanted you know build up that confidence. And then literally two days later, they like tore down Chad Wheeler's confidence. But he didn't, he had he knew it was probably coming. But no, yeah, uh, he struggled at guard last year, which is why I wasn't a big fan of Mike Rogers. But then I learned guard wasn't his. Uh, he got moved there last year, and now he's back at his natural position of right tackle. So hopefully that will help. But he's looked good in preseason. Uh, as you we said, if you're not saying a. a off the line his name as much, then you were doing good. You were saying Eric Flowers' name every like five seconds because he was either tripping someone, holding someone, or just being Eric Flowers. He was just standing there. So if I'm not saying Mike Remmer's name a lot, I'm happy with the job he's doing because then he's keeping Eli off the ground and he's just holding his blocks. That's what I want to see from Mike Remmer's this year. Yeah, and he's just had a weird career. And like you said, it's a obvious upgrade over one, Eric Flowers, and then two, Chad Wheeler, who were pretty much the two worst tackles in the game last year. Um, and Chad Wheeler has shown so far in preseason that uh, he hasn't looked amazing. But nonetheless, like he's a, he's definitely an upgrade. He's like you said, he's looked really good in preseason. He had a nice pancake against the Bears. Uh, but he's he's just had a weird career, man. There's been times where he got paid big money by the Vikings, and then there was a Super Bowl where 
Vaughn Miller just absolutely destroyed him for an entire game and and, and won a Super Bowl MVP where Mike Rimmers looked absolutely horrible. Um, and there was times, other times in the Panthers when he was at left tackle and he he looked horrible. Um, but none, like, and I, I really can't blame a guy for looking bad against Vaughn Miller, who at the time was probably the best defender in the league. But it, he was just when he was a free agent, it was just the most known like free agent that was coming to the Giants ever. We knew it was coming for weeks. We we're waiting for him to pass his physical. Um, and that happened. He came over, and obviously he has a connection to Pat Shermer from being in Minnesota. And as well as Dave Gelman from his time in Carolina. Just made all the sense in the world for him to end up in New York. The connection was already there. And basically the Giant, he, he needs to prove himself again. Because last season people got that bad taste in their, mouth, in their mouth with him at guard. And he had the back surgery. Now, if you could show, I, I believe we're only having Mike Remmers for a year. Because I feel like he's going to be good this year. And he's going to go get a nice contract somewhere else. But the Giants do have all the money in the world. Not all the money in the world. But they do have a good enough cap space if they do want to re-sign him but i just i feel like this is a one-year deal and he's gonna go somewhere else but i'm i'm happy as you said uh eric flowers and chad we were probably the two worst right tackles in the league last year so and the the thing is we thought moving eric flowers back to right tackle would be an improvement at least i thought he would improve a little bit obviously i was dead wrong because i was you know too hopeful in that aspect but He's going to provide protection on that right. He's going to be in, hopefully be the anchor to that right side. Kevin Zeidler and him, Zeidler said it, it, he's feeling they're building a good chemistry together, and that's what you want to hear. For offensive line duos to be successful, you got to have chemistry. If you don't got chemistry, then it's, it's just not going to work. It's plain and simple. It's simple math right there. Yeah, and so as far as like his playing-wise, I'm getting an interruption. Uh, as far as like his, his, like his play on the field, He's pretty solid. In fact, let me rewind a little bit. Like you said, he's going to be – this is the one-year guy. The Giants are going to go out and address right tackle uh, this this next offseason. I truly believe that. I really think that they are going to draft a tackle uh, as, as soon as they can the draft. They might even trade up. I, I really think they're going to go out and try and address that. But So it is a one-year deal, and it's a definite improvement. But let's kind of talk about his play on the field. Um he leans in the run game a little too much. So when he gets the initial pop in the run game, it's great because then he can lean on a guy and just push him downfield. But when he doesn't win that battle, that's when he can kind of get like stalemated and then guys can rip him. Although he did better at that as the season went along. Um, in the past game, I think he's pretty uh, good, except for when he's facing like the best of the best. Um, he kind of he can get on skates this time and, and play too much on his heels. So he needs to be a little better with his hands and then anchoring in. But like I, like we said, Danny, I don't think we're expecting the world out of Mike Remmers. We just expect him to be at least somewhat competent. No, yeah, we're expecting him to be better than Chad Wheeler and Act Flowers. If he cannot be better than those two, then he that that's just sad. He has so the expectations we have been having at right tackle but solo. He just gotta hold blocks, not cause stupid penalties, and just protect Eli. When Chad Wheeler first got in, while this is unfair for Chad Wheeler, he had to go up against J.J. Watt. He let up like five sacks or something along those lines. So you just got to keep Eli upright. If we can keep Eli upright, because the left side is going to do that as long as Hernandez's shoulders stay healthy. Styler will do his job. If Remmers can just hold off the right side, this season will be so successful. He's... As we said, he's one of the bigger question marks on the team next to John Halapio. And while 
he's more of a wild card right now. He's been. I, I would. I was going to say. I would. I would look at him as a, a bigger question mark than Halapu at the moment. Yeah, he's been doing fine in preseason. We. He's been doing his job. As as I said, it's just can he keep Eli upright? Can he help open lanes for Saquon? If he can do that, then I'll consider him a success. Yeah, and that's what he's shown so far is that he can handle guys on the edge. Um, he can do contain on backside and with. Uh, I, I see him, you know, Matt being matched up with Ellison and Simerson a lot. Those are the two amazing blockers as tight as far as tight end uh, standards go. So having a match with them, and then we haven't even talked about, or you talked about, Kevin Zeitler being next to him is going to be a big help. He's going to help in those double teams, um, and Kevin Zeitler is the kind of guy that will help in the pass pro. He'll shut, you know, he can help shut down that inside move on on four man rushes when defensive ends have a little more range to do whatever they whatever move they want and aren't playing as much contain. Um so like the all the pieces are around him to succeed. Um and I think, you know, with Daniel Jones uh being able to get the ball out quick, Eli sometimes gets the ball out too quick. I just, I just think he's in a really good place to succeed. Um but he'll have a big test week 1 against DeMarcus Lawrence who will probably be lined up with him for the majority of the game, Danny. No, yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, today in his press conference, Pat Shermer said Evan Ingram's run blocking has improved. So just imagine Mike Remmers and then you got Red Ellison on one side and Scott Simonson on the other side. That they, they will open up so much running lanes for Saquon. They will get a lot of push. Just Mike Remmers being back at his natural position will only not only help him feel more comfortable, it will make the Giants' life so much easier. And that him, he'll also feel comfortable with Pat Shermer's system. I think that's another thing. He just wasn't comfortable in the system that the Vikings ran last season. Heck, they, they fired their off the coordinator after it just didn't work. So now being back with Pat Shermer, having that fam- familiarity with the system, it will he'll feel comfortable and he'll be ready to go come week one and he's been doing fine in preseason that that's a good sign for us. Yeah, he has looked really well in the preseason. He got beat on one inside play against the Jets. Besides that, was really well, especially in the past game, and he had a nice pancake. All right, so let's take a quick break and we'll move on to Dexter Lawrence. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, next up, we got ourselves a little bit of a big old bit of a big old hog molly. First round, 17th overall pick, part of the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. We got sexy Dexy Dexter Lawrence out of the University of Clemson. This guy is big. That is, that's a scouting report on Dexter Lawrence. This man is freaking huge. He's 6'4", 342 pounds. And he's got to be an anchor for this defense. He really does. Um, now, his numbers are never going to be flashy, and they weren't at Clemson. But this guy takes up a double team every single play, Danny. No, yeah, T, you have to double-team Dexter Lawrence because he will wreck your run game entirely. He, as you said, the guy is huge. And um, he... He he needs to be an anchor for his defensive defensive line. He will be a threat in the run game, and heck, he got a good amount of sacks down there in Clemson as well. So, uh, Dexter Lawrence, I'm very. He wasn't the guy I we were. I was thinking we were going to take at 17. I was so flabbergasted that we still took Jones at six. I was like, I don't even know who we could take at 17. And when we selected Dexter Lawrence, I got when I looked at his tape, I'm like, this this is who we needed because we lost arguably one of the best nose tackles in the game right now in snacks to the trade, Dalvin Tomlinson. 
he he's a fine nose tackle, but he hasn't jumped. He didn't jump out after the snack trade. But Dexter Lawrence is going to be that solid nose tackle guy that will plug up the middle, and he'll be a nightmare to run against. And you're going to have to double team him. Teams in the preseason have been prepped for him like crazy. He hasn't had done much in the preseason because teams knew he was going to be a threat to them, so they did a good job stopping him. But the Bengals game was, in my opinion, his best game of the preseason. Yeah, it was. And like you said, him as a nose tackle, he's going to play all over the line. They played him at five technique technique in some plays, which is wild for a man his size. And a lot of people are like, oh, they just drafted a run stopper. No, that's not what he is. He is really good in the pass rush. Not saying that he's going to get a bunch of sacks, but he pushes that pocket back and he, he, you know, he garners double teams and that makes plays for other guys. Um, last year, Clemson, he only had one and a half sack, but he had seven tackles for a loss. His freshman year, he did have six and a half sacks. Um, by the way, he had a pick last year, so the guy can the guy can catch. He's got some mitts on him. Um, and but even when he's double teamed, he can push that pocket back. And that like, yeah, that doesn't that, that's not going to produce sexy numbers, but um, for sexy Dexy, but it's really important. And like, he's he's good, man. And he's probably the only New York Giant on the team that has gotten to hit Daniel Jones in his career. Yeah, that's so true. That that clip that that hit on Daniel Jones that Dexter Lawrence delivered is still incredible. He l- demolished Daniel Jones. But another thing, the, so far the past few years, Giants have had defensive tackles with good nicknames. Last year we had Snacks. This year now we got Sexy Dexy. So, uh, yeah, his freshman year at Clemson, uh, the sacks was a, I believe a one time thing. If he gets this six and a half sacks this season, then. Dave Gentleman deserves so much credit, but his stats are still impressive. Last year, he had seven tackles for a loss, 36 total tackles, and obviously the one INT. His stats took a downfall after that freshman year, but that was such a high bar that he set for himself in his freshman year that I guess we can't be too annoyed that he hasn't hit that again. But And he had two other fifteen top 15 picks on his D-line. So when he's getting those yeah. double teams, that's making plays for the other guys, and Cleveland Farrell, who went fourth. And then I think it was Wilkes who went to Miami. So, like, he was making plays for other guys. Uh, it sucks we didn't get to see him in that national championship game, though, because of the suspension, whether, you know, there's a lot of, like, like shady stuff around that suspension. Um, they still claim they didn't take any steroids. I, I don't know what to think. I don't want to speculate, but it is what it is. But it would have been really nice to see him go up against that Alabama offensive line. Yeah, did that right there, maybe that's the reason why I was – he it was a bad look for him, but as you said, it was more. We still don't really know the f- full reason behind that. So yeah, don't, let's not dwell on that. But Dexter Lawrence, yeah, he played with some quality guys there, and hopefully with the Giants, he's going to absorb some double teams, and hopefully that'll open up the likes for Dalvin Thomas and B.J. Hill, Marcus Golden. That could open up the pass rushing lane. So he, even though people may be like, oh, man, he's only defensive tackle and his stats weren't impressive at Clemson, he opened up opportunities for the guys around him, and that's why the Giants took him, hoping he can, one, be a threat in the run game, and two, open up opportunities for guys around him. Yeah, it, it'll be – I think he – I actually think he's going to get the majority of reps at three technique. I actually think they're going to pit Dalvin in that nose tackle role. Um, and let guards try and handle him because um, that'll put him in more one-on-one situations, although they still are going to double him. But in this base set, man, I really like what we've got with the combination of B.J. Hill, Dexter Lawrence, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, and he's going to play in the nickel. A lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to play on third down. Wrong. Dexter Lawrence will be in on the nickel for the majority of the time. If you think about it, Snacks, uh, he was getting he was getting older, and he he wasn't seeing as many reps on the field. He was getting more time off. So now Dexter Lawrence, as you said, he's gonna be out there on third downs. He's gonna be a key contributor. 
Uh, I like the idea of playing him at the free technique and getting him going up against guards and put a Dalvin at the nose because Dalvin, he hasn't blown anyone away out there and nose tackles is more natural position. So hopefully a full year of nose tackle will help Dalvin Thompson improve even more now that he's moved back to natural position for himself. But uh, Dexter Lawrence, I'm, I'm with you. The Giants have the guys to get the job done. BJ Hill, Dalvin Thompson, Dexter Lawrence, Marcus Golden, if you want to include him in there. It's just can they do it? Can they get the rush in there? And I believe they can. Uh, these are these are all goons on this defensive line, and I believe that's thug nasty. Yeah, and I believe they could cause havoc for many teams this year. I'm telling you what, I cannot wait for the Dex- first Dexter Lawrence sack celebration. I feel like he's just got some like kind of crazy dance in store, and oh, I, yeah. I can't wait for that personally. He, he's probably been choreographing it for like since he's been drafted, and. He he's just a fun guy. He seems like a fun guy. You want to be around. I just want to be friends with Dexter Lawrence. He seems like that guy. Like that Kawhi make... Leonard, he's a fun yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a fun guy. But uh, no, yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Uh, he's the hog molly of the defense. He fits that hog molly uh name so well. And probably when Dave Gilman saw him, he was like, "Big guy, I need him on my team." And I believe he is a solid pickup. In my opinion, probably one of the better options to replace snacks a young guy that you could develop and has been a was a force at clemson yeah and these are the kind of picks that aren't sexy but although he is sexy dexy um these are the kind of picks (laughs) these are the kind of picks that aren't sexy but they're huge for a team Um, is it going to be an aaron donald type defensive tackle no that's not his playing style, but he's going to be really good as a run stopper and pushing the pocket back in the pass game. Have you noticed how he's kind of like Daniel Jones' bodyguard? Like, they were roommates in camp, and then, like, every time there's some kind of controversy around Jones, they, like, always do a presser with Dexter Lawrence. Uh, example, the Baker Mayfield. They're like, well, let's talk to Dexter and see what he thinks about this bum Baker in Cleveland. Dexter Lawrence, they, obviously, they played each other in college. He gained that respect for Daniel Jones. He saw the competitor he was. And and when he sees other people calling him out, not at his teammates, he's like, "What are, what are you doing there?" And uh, if just like imagine like Baker Mayfield goes up to Daniel Jones to say that he's like Baker's calling him out. Also, you just see Dexter Lawrence like step in front of Daniel Jones and staring down Baker. I'm with you. He's basically like his body. Me and Dexter Lawrence are gonna whoop up on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence is the guy. Like while Daniel Jones responds nicely, Dexter Lawrence is he. He will say what's on his mind, and he will tell Baker Mayfield to shut up. Like you're small or something like that. So uh, Dexter Lawrence stand for his teammate. It's it's very good to see that he also he hates seeing Daniel Jones take this uh, criticism. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. He might have more respect for Daniel Jones than anybody on this team because that Clemson team just dominated the Duke O-line and just smacked Daniel Jones time after time after time, and he kept on getting up and going. So Lawrence might have the most respect for Jones out on this entire team. Um, yeah, so while there's other guys there at 17, you could say Montez Sweat, although revisionist history, like a lot of teams passed on him because of the whole heart condition or, or lack thereof there. Um and then Brian Burns was the other pass rusher at FSU who was gone. So, yeah, I'm happy with this pick. Like I said, it wasn't like a pick you get super excited about. But a lot of times those picks are the kinds that win you Super Bowls. And I think Dexter Lawrence will be a key contributor to a Super Bowl team eventually. No, yeah. Uh, not many fans are jumping out of their seats when they heard Dexter Lawrence's name. As you said, these aren't the type of picks that are sexier, that appeal to people. But it, it's necessary. It's, it's Defensive tackles, nose tackles are a part of the game. 
and he will help us win games. He will be a force in the run game. Heck, he'll get pass rushes in every once in a while. And after the drafts, he said his goal was to trim down a little bit, lose some weight because he believes he could be a, uh, a guy that can play multiple positions. So I'm intrigued to see how they use him in week one against Dallas, against the likes of Zach Martin. Uh, I completely forgot the uh, the Travis Frederick. Frederick. That's going to be a really – that's a good point. That's going to be a huge test this week one against Dallas because that that's – um, if not the best offensive line in the league, one of the best. Uh, yeah. I, I do think Zeke will be back in time for that. So, well, I hope you guys have been enjoying these episodes. We only got a few left, man. We're, we're, we're blazing through them. The season's almost here, less than two weeks away. So until next time, folks, let's go Big Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started